while a good amount of what you put on your dental signs is visual, uh, the main component's really going to be words. Uh, but which words should you use and how should you display them? Are some fonts better than others? Should you link these things together to form some sort of a campaign or a story? These are questions that we want the answers to. So I'm here today with Jill Perardi, Creative Services Manager for Visix. Hello, Jill. Hi, Derek. And I'd like to thank Jill for talking to us and thank everybody for listening. This is Digital Signage Done Right. Whether you're new to digital signage or a seasoned pro, this podcast gives you practical advice about systems, communications, and content to better engage your audience. I'm Derek DeWitt, Communications Specialist for Physics. Welcome to Digital Signage Done Right. We're a storytelling species. We've been telling stories since the first time that we uh, formulated language. A lot of very successful TV uh, ads, campaigns, and so on tell some sort of an overarching tale of some sort. Uh, whether it's something simple, just like, oh, it's Ronald McDonald or one of these iconic mascots that we uh, follow their adventures and their lives and their trials and tribulations, or an actual connected narrative that, uh, that comes to sort of, sort of a conclusion. I mean, a basic storytelling technique, uh, the format is our hero is in normal life, then there's a call to adventure, and then that changes the person's life. So one of my favorites that I think about right now, not necessarily favorites, but they've done a great job at storytelling, is actually progressive insurance. Uh Not only do they have Flo, but she has a new character now, male character, and they have introduced him. Now they've built him up where this character that was just in the background now has a model wife and a massive home and is a concert pianist or something that she never knew about. But it's all getting to the point of all of that can be insured. And so they're telling that story of insurance through fun characters that were following their lives. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I think kind of when you're planning, if you're going to plan a series of messages as a story, because, again, it's obvious that TV is, these are commercials or short films. We're not really doing this on digital signage, but we're doing almost like snapshots. Yep. Almost like photographs telling a but story. But we totally could do that same thing on digital signage. You could tell a story through digital signage. Uh-huh. Um, audience is on the move. They may not see a single message. But they may see messaging. They may see a story come together and connect to it a little bit. They might see a piece or a part of the story. Well, why is this guy sitting at a piano in this image, but it's telling me to buy insurance on on my digital signage display? They're intrigued. They're going to look again next time, try to figure that out. Or they're going to wait around for the next message to see what it's telling them. Right, because the because the linked series of stories is the context. Absolutely. So when you see a piece out of context, you go, "What's what's that?" Yeah, and uh-huh. it intrigues you. It makes you want more. It makes you stick around to look at more or come back through. And do do we think are they easier to rem- do you think it's easier to remember these sorts of things instead of just one off? Absolutely. Um, I think narratives are very easy to remember, and people connect with campaigns of sorts because mm. of the way it makes them feel or because they're intrigued people connect to stories like you said storytelling is an art as old as time i mean anybody who has kids knows the number one thing besides kids getting sick all the time is <laughs> another story another no go to bed another story another story they want those stories absolutely. right we all want those stories absolutely and they're fun i mean i think you can make them fun you can create this sort of sense of i don't know discovery or adventure yeah in and the and environment you know, build up your images along the way. And it could be a story, you know, it doesn't have to be a, a fun, progressive insurance style thing. Um, it could be a, a story for a call to action to encourage people to respond or do something in some way. 
Um, if you have a fundraising campaign, your first message, mention the campaign. What is it? Where do you give? Second message, um, maybe it's you've got a it's a breast cancer campaign. You've got a pink ribbon. Next message, show your pink ribbon and it's mostly white, but there's a little bit of pink because on this date, we had raised this much money. The next mm. message, on this date, last week, we raised this much. And look, now our ribbon's filling. Don't you want to fill the ribbon? Here's where we are today. Uh, Here's where we are today. And then your last one is a countdown of how many days you have left to give or where you go to donate again. Or maybe that donation call to action is on all of them, but you're seeing that ribbon fill. You're seeing the thermometer fill. You're seeing um, more cans appear and images on the screen because you've given more to your canned food drive. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of different ways that you can tell a story with your typical digital signage content. Promote mm -hmm. an event. Here's the information. On the She's event. coming. Is, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Teasers. Mm -hmm. and, and then get to the bulk of it and then where this is going to happen, what you, why you want to be there. A sense of anticipation and yeah. uh, or even excitement. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, I wonder, too, if places that organizations that do this, if it, if it ever creates kind of buzz and people start going, oh, have you seen that thing? Or, oh, I haven't seen the latest installment. What happens? Tell me. Yeah, absolutely it does. Hmm. Um, we have clients that, that story tell in their signage all the time, and they become successful campaigns for them. Hmm. Yeah, hmm. Create buzz with your digital signage. I mean, I'm reminded of, uh, I know we talk a lot here about, Maybe people don't really remember these, the old Burma Shave billboards. You remember these? Or you, In you my defense, no. I don't. <laughs> those are much older than me, you're but so I know young. exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. For those who don't know, these were they were designed for highways and, and roads, long-distance roads. It would be uh, three or four signs in a row that connected, and it would be something like, he was feeling rough, and that's the first sign, and then... A couple of seconds later, as you're driving at the speed limit, a new sign that says, and she didn't like it, because this is back in the age of traditional male-female roles. And then the next sign says, they found the answer. And then the last one is, Burma shave. Except that they were usually rhymed, and they were much more clever than that. But uh, <laughs> but that's kind of how it works. So over the course of, I'm guessing, I don't even know how long it must have been, half a mile, these four billboards Evenly. dominated that section of road for you and, and took up a chunk of time. Isn't that kind of what digital signage messages are? Yeah, absolutely. Particularly if you have multiple displays. Uh, in a hallway, in a building, an elevator bank, wherever they might be located. If you have displays that are kind of timed out, like those billboards were as you were driving down the road. Oh, I see. Try different messaging on them. I think I've seen something like this maybe at airports. Oh, yeah. Perhaps, you know, on the people movers where they're, they're aware that if you get on the people mover at this point, you'll be at the next screen by this point, mm -hmm. and it continues the, the yeah. message. Yeah, sure, absolutely. So, uh, I don't know, what are some, tell me some uh, other ways we can do that. What are some examples of campaigns that we can use? Well, we talked about, you know, fundraising campaigns, food right. drive campaigns, that sort of thing, telling a story. Promote that event, have a teaser, create buildup, create excitement for an event, mm -hmm. um, count down to a, a big game, count down to mm -hmm. something happening. Um, show the countdown, show why you're counting down, who you're counting down for, just keep telling that story. And also you can do it for um, employee engagement. You know, if you are an organization that you want to thank your sales rep for getting this closing this great big sale, for example, start with, you know, it started with a lead. Ah, I see. Right. And then the lead became this and then they did a pilot and then 
you know, this, and then in the very end, congratulations, Matthew, for selling whatever this is, you know, congratulate uh-huh. your employees in a story as well. Uh-huh. Um, you know, get them excited, entice them. If you're a kind of a small business and everybody feels like family, your CEO's pregnant, do your gender reveal in a story on digital signage. Why not? <laughs> Employee engagement what digital signage is all about. It started with a bottle of wine. Well, uh, maybe not go that far back, but... <laughs> So have fun with it. It doesn't have to all be so practical. I mean, so it could be anything. I mean, it could be a new training module. It could be yeah. benefits package. It could be, yeah. heck, it could even be like kind of thing like before and after, like health tips. Oh, he sneezed all the time. Then he stopped. Then he did this. And look, he's so healthy. Yeah, absolutely. Or, you know, you asked for it as message one. Uh-huh. Message two is we listened. Message three, better vision right. insurance is coming with open enrollment. Message right. four, open enrollment date. Ah, yeah, so, that's quite nice. Yeah, so um, tell that story, whether it be fun, practical, um, or motivates people to do something like give to that campaign. And always, always, always with this idea of some kind of call to action. Yes, without right. a doubt. So, yeah, okay, a lot of this is going to be visual, but as I said uh, at the beginning, uh, it's really a lot of it's going to be words. And so... Tell us some of your tips for writing good copy. Well, we were just talking about call to action. Make people do that. Have them. And I don't want to say use force, but use strong verbs. Hmm. Donate, give, enroll, visit. Tell them what you want them to do. Give them a time frame. But call to action, as you just said, is very important. But keep it simple. Use fewer, shorter words, um, action-oriented verbs, as I just mentioned, headlines. Active voice, not passive. Yeah. It's, it's actually shorter. Right, right, absolutely. Um, appeal to your audience. Um, no emotional triggers. Um, know, know what makes your audience tick. Know what makes them comfortable. Know what makes them apt. Um, know what makes them happy. You know, whatever your messaging is, know those emotional triggers of your of your potential audience and design with those in mind Um, and, you know, appeal to them. Kind of avoid puns because you may think it's funny or it may make sense to you. Your audience doesn't get it at all. Yeah. Dad, dad jokes are not always welcome. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But yeah, so it's it, it's really easy. Keep it simple. Use fewer, shorter words. Give it an action, a strong action. Tell people what to do, when to do it, but know the best way to design that so mm-hmm. people will relate to it, feel comfortable with it, and actually do it. Right. And I think avoid, like, don't use buzzwords. Yeah. Don't use corporate speak. First off, it's it's wordy. And second off, it's a, I think it comes off. At, you may, may intend it to be sincere, but it comes off as insincere, especially right. I think to millennials and, and younger people. They they hate being marketed to. Yeah, absolutely. And I'd also caution, especially for public facing stuff, not everyone is a fluent English speaker, for example. Mm-hmm. And so I think you also want to keep in mind that aspect of your audience. Don't use highfalutin vocabulary if you've got a lot of people who maybe English isn't their first language or maybe they only speak it at like a B1 level or something kind of grade your language and, and make sure that everybody can access what you're trying to do yeah absolutely absolutely your audience could be a giant melting pot so keep that in mind and of course there's the fonts yep font sizes what, what can you tell us about these? Yeah, absolutely. Fonts is such a big topic for digital signage because it can really make or break your messaging. Weight of font, it could be too thin. You mm. know, thin fonts are very modern, but it could be too thin on where it's located, depending on how your displays are mounted, where they're mounted. 
Um, it could be too big. You could have way too large of a font on your small display. And then that doesn't get read very easily either. Um, so Plus it takes up space. Yeah, absolutely. It's taking yeah. a very valuable real estate. Um, so just think about your uh, font size. How easily can it be seen? Mm -hmm. So um, I have written down here, so you'll excuse me as I'm going to read this off here, but doing some research, basically 20-point font is easily seen from 7 feet away, 50-point from 18 feet away, 100-point from 36 feet away. So uh -huh. just keep that sort of thing in mind. I mean, that's really useful information. If your displays are up close, you can go smaller. They're further away. In fact, you should go smaller, yeah. I think. And if they're further away, go larger. That right. does not mean make that all 100-point, bold, all caps. Yeah. That doesn't mean that, you know. And it also doesn't mean just because you have a 150-foot-long hallway, let's say, that you have to do everything 100-point font. Right. So that people can see it from 36 feet away. Right. Are you, uh, unless you're trying to catch their attention from 36 feet away. Right. And you've totally lost your messaging if you've done what you just described. Right. right. If everything is the same size um, and it's all that large, whatever that headline is or whatever the most important piece of that is, whether it be the all-too-important call to action that we, we keep talking about um, or it's the headline or, you know, whatever it is, that's going to get lost in your messaging. It's mm. all the it's all too large. At the same time, limit the number of fonts you use. Um, you yeah. don't want a ton of different fonts because, again, you've just totally ruined that seven seconds someone had or less if they're walking by. Capture their attention and get your point across. Right, because the eye and the brain have to take time to adjust to different fonts. Yeah. I know a lot of people think it's cute to do. Look, every line's a different font. It's like, not cute. It's not cute. It's, it's irritating. Cute. It's even irritating when it's in print, frankly. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's not cute. So I mean, uh, and obviously the font size you use is going to affect how many words you can get on yep. a, in a single message, whether they're linked together in a story or not. Yeah. What's the what's the general rule of thumb there? How many? Use that three by five rule. Probably heard about that if you ever took a 101 PowerPoint course. Three lines of text with five words per line or vice versa. Five lines of text, three words per line. Oh, I see. Yeah. Um, and that's why storytelling is so great. If you have more than that to get out, if you have a lot of copy or you thought you were going to do a list and you realize your list is 10 items long and tell it in a story, make a message for each mm. one of those parts and pieces. Don't load up everything on that one message because you need to keep it simple. You need to make it easy to read. You need to keep it clean. Tell your story mm -hmm. through a series of messages. Form that campaign. So it could even be top 10 whatever's yeah. uh, one through three. Yeah. And then, you know, obviously people go, oh, it's called top 10. I get it. And then the next one, four, five, six. Yes. And if that's when I first, that's when I first interact with this narrative, I know, oh, I missed one through two and three. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'll hang around and see, see what they next. are. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh -huh. Absolutely. Is there like a, I mean, obviously we're more and more used to constraints on how much we can type. I know Facebook a few, couple of years ago expanded greatly to mm -hmm. their character limit. Yes. But we still know shorter texts get like 60% more engagement or something like that. Twitter, uh, what, last year doubled yes. to 280, but it's still short. Instagram, they basically say don't write a post. Yeah. Just do a bunch of hashtags. Yeah. Is there a limit really or a general rule of thumb for how many characters you should use? You know, on I, a digital sign? it kind of goes to that three by five rule, right? right. So it's, I'd say 15 words. Um, maybe stick to about 20 to 25 characters right. on a digital sign. So message. trying to use your shorter words. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, we're talking about storytelling in this podcast. Twitter is 
such the leader in that even though they increase the character limits people post in threads they post in threads either because they have a lot they want to say and they can't post more which in your digital signage that relates you have a lot you want to say you can't put all those words on there your font's too small mm. and it just isn't going to be read um, but also people like to use twitter as a storytelling medium yeah it does it's have a, a certain feel to yeah it. I, i'm going to post this to intrigue you and then I'm going to tell this part of my story next, this part next, this part next. Next thing you know, you've read five posts in a thread and you feel some sort of way about what you just read. And then you move on and you act on it or whatever. Your digital signage, the exact same idea. So in some ways, these could be these could end up being more effective than just one off messages. Absolutely. Hmm. Absolutely. It captures attention and hmm. people can connect with that. So what kind of language should we use? I mean, I would imagine you should be, you said use direct language. What do you mean? Like declarative statements or? Yeah, I mean, you could use, um, we have a new new app, download it today. Right. Or even, you could even chop that more. New app. Yeah. We, we know it's yours. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. absolutely. Yeah. Don't put the brand on it. We right. know it's yours. Don't waste valuable space. The University space. of Minnesota is proud to announce that a new app is available. Yes. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Just new app. And then download the new app. Download. Today. Today. What about questions? Uh, yeah, you can ask questions, but make sure it's something that's going to get someone to act. Do you have the new app? Are you missing out? Do you know what you're missing out? That's a little long for digital signage, yeah. but how about do you know what you're missing? <laughs> right, yeah. Do you have the new app? Loser? Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. Probably um, not that. Just be nice on your right. digital signage. Well, you know, because I, I know questions were great for social media. I think you're really driving people with digital signage messages. You're trying to drive them to action. Mm-hmm. Action, action, action. Uh, I wonder, I wonder, I think you should maybe use questions judiciously because cause now they're going to stop. Do I have the new app? Mm-hmm. Wait, is there a new app? And now they're not. And at this point now, the message has moved on to the next Yep. message and you've, you've lost them you know yeah so be, yeah be no, a little I, would agree, I, would, I would agree with that i do think there are times when the question will cause somebody to stop and and see what's next or what's coming but i would agree with that but i will say even in our um interactive content that we create for people verbs are best right because it encourages them and tells them to do something view department directory you know okay i'm going to click here to view this same thing download our app and then there's this uh, this kind of concept of chunking information up. What, what do you know about that? Um, are you thinking like phone numbers, addresses? Yeah. How you, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So digital signage content, chunk it up. Do the exact same thing. Um, mm-hmm. Keep items to um, keep them grouped and keep them easy to remember. Um, I think that I read that the brain basically can hold on to about four four things at once. Right, in short-term memory before yeah. it, it either needs to move to long-term or dump. You know, chunk your messaging. Um, if you have a list, keep it clear and concise. But yeah, an example of that is, is a phone number. I don't say 618-542-5555. You know, right. I've kept them in, in chunks to say them. And we do this with address, long addresses yeah. too, is, you know, it's not, I don't live at 4,210. Right. I live at 4,210. Right. The difference in that maybe if, is with alliteration or rhyming, um, metering because it's easy to remember. Right, it's catchy. It's catchy. It catches musical minds. All the time. I am still singing a phone number of a pizza restaurant back ah. home in southern Illinois. And anybody who's ever listened to the radio in southern Illinois at any point in their life 
still knows the phone number for Quattro's Deep Pan Pizza because it was such a great metered uh-huh. song. Everybody knows it. Think about how many, I put a bunch of friends of mine and I at the pub once, uh, we thought we'd play this game for 10 minutes, we ended up playing for five hours. How many commercial jingles over all the years that you've been alive are in your head? Mm-hmm. I think we just saw Ace is the place with a helpful hardware man. Right. We couldn't believe that that's still their jingle. Yeah. Because I will find myself, I'm making coffee, I'm going to the shops, whatever. It's in my head. Yeah. Because it just sticks in there. Yeah. Call 549-5326, Quattro's Deep Pan Pizza. And you're welcome, Quattro. <laughs> you're welcome for the plug. So, you know, if it's, if it's rhyming, if it's metering, something like that, if it's metered, you can... Keep that in your mind, uh-huh. um, but your digital signage, it doesn't necessarily have the opportunity to do that. Rhyming, yes, because I'm reading it. I can tell it's rhyming. I'm thinking about right. it in my head, um, but but chunk things in groups um, and key phrases or key concepts, and it's just an easy way for people to remember what was on your screen. What about keywords? I know in marketing these days, digital marketing keywords is, is this whole thing, and that's how Google AdWords has mm-hmm. built their whole business and all this. Can we use this? Does that kind of research help us with it? It does, with, uh, and, it, and it does so to stay modern and on trend. Hmm. I don't mean um, slang. Um, yeah. Not everything on your digital signage needs to say it's lit. You know, maybe <laughs> not. Maybe not something so hip and cool, right? But use keywords. Uh, what does that mean, by the way? Use lit. trends. It's on fire. Oh, uh, because in my day, lit meant you were really, really stoned. Okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> He's lit. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. So that means something else. Yes. And gotcha. so be careful yeah. with words. And that's why I said don't use slang because it means something totally different. Right. Um, but know your audience. This whole conversation goes back to knowing your audience anyway. Um, know the story that you're telling. Know where it's going to show up, where the displays are located. You know, you've got to still design for your audience. So if it's on a college campus, sure, use lit. If it's in a corporate office and the employees are a variety of ages and demographics and, and language styles and, you know, native languages, as you mentioned, probably steer clear of that. But keywords, not, yeah, yeah, keywords um, keep you on what's fresh and modern now, mm. uh, provided they're not crazy and slang. On the other hand, it occurs to me, perhaps judicious use of slang could be interesting. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. and you if, if you want to find out what's... Um, what's lit right now as a keyword, uh, what's hot, um, then go into Google. Use the autocomplete. Start typing in who is. See oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. What is. Oh. Yeah. And um, Google Trends, that's an awesome website. It's really fun to look mm. at. You can see what's on trend. It kind of knows what people are looking for. And so if your content isn't specific to open enrollment, this next event, whatever, you want to just put something else up there. Go see what's what's trending in Google. What are people looking for? Create messaging about that. That'll catch their eye. Um, they've, you know, people are already interested in midterm elections. Let's say, put up a few stats, and then move on to promoting your event as on the next item in your playlist. Okay. Now people are looking, and then they see information about your event. I mean, do you think going to things like Cambridge and Oxford and Webster, like utilizing? Their websites, because I know a lot of them keep up to date. I know Macmillan has a buzzword blog. Mm-hmm. And then they also have, I think they have a dictionary that's actually crowdsourced, which is a bit like there's this internet slangy 
Urban Dictionary. Urban Dictionary, right. Yeah, uh, I probably would stay away from yeah, that Yeah, that one has a tendency to be a lot of dirty stuff. Yeah, probably But this is a cleaner version, yes. which is the Macmillan one. And then they also have a blog in which they highlight, hey, here's an interesting word that's cropping up again. Mm-hmm. Or here's this. Or did you know that this word used to mean this? Right. Um, Urban Dictionary, yeah, maybe not. Any others out there that work? Yeah, absolutely. You know? As you mentioned, I actually think a lot of the dictionary sites have buzzword blogs or, you know, a, new words that are being added or being changed. I know Merriam-Webster does. Yeah. Um, but, you know, take a look at some of those websites. Look at um, also kind of a fun thing. There's a website out there. It's called Google Fight. Yeah. And it allows you to compare. It's... Yeah, it's kind of fun and see which of the two is more popular, right? So, right, it's a word or short phrase. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, it could you could do it for anything, like, you know, um, well, here's a great idea. On my digital signage, I want to show, I want to stream television. Uh, do I show Good Morning America or the Today Show? Well, go to Google Fight and see what, you know, put those two shows Which in. are being searched for more see often. See which are being searched for most, yeah. Right, right. Um, So you can do that with different words to figure out which key phrases or words you want to put on the screen or use it as feedback on what the general population is looking for mm. and put that information on your screen. I guess it depends on your content creators and what motivates them and what they're interested in. But if you have somebody on that team who's who's into language, yeah. like I'm a language guy, I love language. Uh, I know you go to, I think there's something called internetslang.com, which mm-hmm. keeps you up on what all the little acronyms mean. Like I think we all know LOL by now. It doesn't mean lots of love. I was going to say, do we? Because, yeah. <laughs> I, I once had a friend who um, was dating this lovely woman. Her grandmother had passed. Yeah. She sent him a text to tell him that she wouldn't be able to make their date. Her grandmother had passed, and he said, I'm so sorry to hear that, LOL. LOL, yes. Yeah. Uh, there's also there's a, uh, there's a website called English Forums. There's another one called WordLo, mm-hmm. WordLo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these are all, all of these are, are websites that have uh, a sort of keep a finger on the pulse of what's happening yeah. in English. Yeah. You know. And, and you know, use those websites, look those things up. Um, but again, I, I've said it a couple of times. Just make sure you know your audience because, again, in some corporate environment, English is not their, their native language. They're 20 years older than the person that's designing the content. Right. Um, just remember that your audience is much larger than you, the designer. Right. And you're trying to attract them, not alienate them. Yes. I mean, I would imagine, too, you might want to do some A-B testing. Yeah. And say, you know what? Let's put up a kind of what I think might be a modern, cool, hip, slangy yeah. Way version of the message, and then let's also put up a little more traditional, yep. normal, yep. neutral way, uh, and see which one performs Absolutely. better, and so on. At the same time, you don't want to be outdated. So I was looking at. Um, I think Google Trends is fun. I look yeah. at it from time to time, and so they've shown the most popular trendy words for each year, <laughs> and they started doing this or, or searches, and they started doing this in 2001. So if huh. you look back in the first year, 2001, for one thing, they had a category called music services. Oh, boy, like Napster. Napster. It was number two. Morpheus, that I had never heard of, was number one. The number one search for consumer brand in 2001 was Nokia. Huh. Oh, because of the phones. The phones. And so stay on trend. Don't be outdated because if your images that you're putting on your screens are from 2001 and someone's holding an old Nokia 
that blue phone with the little antenna you could raise. You've dated yourself big Which time. Which always broke off. Yes, absolutely. But you've dated yourself, so yeah. you don't might want well, to be You might as well use a sepia filter for that Yes, yeah. yes, absolutely. So just be careful. The new product that year that was most searched for was Windows XP. Um, oh, so, XP. Yeah, I so you. make sure your text and your images are modern, but find that balance. Yeah. Not too modern, not too hip. Definitely not outdated because your messaging is either going to get lost or become offensive to the person that's not as modern or hip, or it's going to be so out of date that it's just, it, you've lost right. credit. Incredible. And you also, I think, run the risk of going, you're so neutral, that so bland, uh-huh. that it appeals to no one. Yes. Everybody goes, oh, look, the, the company is trying to talk to me again. Yes. What does it want? Uh-huh. So, I mean, there's also a whole, we can do a whole other podcast on how to find your voice. Right. You know, and that's that's a fine balance to... Your visual voice. Your visual voice, yes. right. Well, yeah, the, how, well, how, do you, how do you do that? I think that would completely depend on, on your audience. Absolutely. And the demographics of that audience might change over time. Yeah, absolutely. As, as pretty much all of this does that we've talked about today. So, use language effectively. Use digital signage messages to link them together to tell stories because they're memorable and they're fun. And uh, this is the, yet another way to really leverage the, the power of this communications medium. Thank you very much for talking to us, Thanks Jill Perardi. Sorry I sang a jingle on your podcast. Today. That's fine. That's fine. We'll be uh, we'll be hitting them up for some cash. That, <laughs> that pizza place. Thanks, Derek. Hey, want more free stuff? Then head to the resources section of physics.com for free masterclass guides, blogs, videos, and more to help you with your digital signs. Please share, subscribe, and leave a review of this episode and connect with us on social media.